0: Good evening, well welcome to St Luke's Church, well welcome to the Rev Family Meeting, more importantly, eh? great, um, have we enjoyed the, So <laughs> you can all go home, And oh, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, uh, yeah great, brilliant, it's great to see so many of us here, I'm sure people are going to fill up at the back which is great While well, we've left a few rows. Well done, guys. Um, Sundays, let's do the same thing, eh? Um, okay. So just before we kick off, um, I just wanted to relay a bit of a prophetic word, really, that I had. Um, just as uh, we, as elders, were praying into this evening, um, and so we, were, we usually we meet as elders and we just spend some time together praying um, afterwards. And we were praying this morning, um, and I just felt God give me a picture, really. Um, of effectively lots of, li- lot, lots of people starting out on small journeys and it just seemed like people were kind of spiralling off in sort of different kind of directions and different people were taking sort of different avenues um, and, and everybody was on kind of different plans and different agendas almost. Um, and sometimes church life can feel a little bit like that. Um, it can feel like there's lots going on, um, you're not really sure of everything that's happening, you're not really sure who's in charge of everything, but there just seems to be lots of little things that just seem to be um, starting off here and there and just all over the place. Um, and, and then kind of what I saw in the picture was I just saw almost highways coming out of um, what was these small journeys, where people were almost treading small paths Um, And it was a little bit chaotic and a little bit messy. Out of them came these huge highways um, that just carried vehicles. And I just felt God say that as a church, out of the small things that we're starting to do, the small things that we're starting to invest in, although it might look messy at times, it might look chaotic, actually out of it will come highways that will carry us as a church into... Um, more of God's kingdom more of his promises than we ever believed we could and it will take us further much like you jump on a motorway and in an hour you can be miles away um, in much in the same way when we get in the slipstream of what God's doing he can carry us for literally miles um, and so just wanted to encourage us really that although even tonight, things like tonight there might seem like there's a lot of things that are happening a lot of stuff that's going on and it can seem quite messy sometimes quite chaotic um, but just, just to be encouraged that in the midst of that, God is, God is birthing something in us as a church that will really go the distance and really drive through something of his kingdom um, in and through us. Um, so with that backdrop, uh, I'm going to pray um, and then I'm going to hand over to Steph. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For the opportunity of being able to meet together, Lord, we thank you uh, for the blessing of the weather today, Lord. we thank you <laughs> for the glorious weather, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the small things, Lord. We just acknowledge Lord, that we don 't express our gratitude to you enough, Lord, and we just want to start this evening by saying thank you so much for all that you 've done in us, Lord, thank you for so much that you continue to do through us, Lord, and we just pray, Lord, that even tonight, even Lord tonight, Lord, you would begin to birth something. Um, of huge highways of your kingdom power at work through us, Lord, that this evening we would really encounter you, Lord, do business with you, Lord, that you would be with us in such a powerful way, Lord, we pray that it wouldn't just be details, Lord, it wouldn't just be talk, but tonight would be something of your kingdom strategy at work, Lord, in north-central London, Lord, we thank you for the blessing that St. Luke's is, Lord, for hosting us, Lord, we just pray that you would bless these guys, Lord, and we just pray that this evening you would bless us as well, in the name of Jesus, Amen. Stefan
1: thanks si. all right evening guys Are you all right there Alyssa you're comfortable there yeah, on, yeah. <laughs> it's, you're totally allowed there just to say at some point you may struggle when we get to the finances because there's some graphs that take some eyesight in fact anyone who's in this behind the second row might struggle so um we might have to all we'll have to come forward and crowd around at that point but um okay so just with that um prophetic picture in mind. The phrase phrase that came along with that sort of picture this morning was flurry of activity and uh, it really resonated with me. I thought, wow, yeah, actually when you stop and think what's going on, there's a lot going on and all I wanted to do in these first five minutes is just draw your attention to particularly four areas of outreach that we're involved in as a church that really do um, span across the whole church obviously we've, we're in our gospel communities and we're focused here and there, but there are certain things that act more like umbrellas. And I just wanted to re- refer to them just to just to make sure they're in your mind, really. Um, make sure that they're in your mind corporately as gospel communities and individually. Um, now, the first one, which is a bit kind of a curveball, really, is the, is the food bank. Now, the reason why it's a curveball is because it's a gospel community. So, actually, it is a gospel community, but it's also something that that serves across the breadth of the church. And what, what I mean by that is that as your gospel communities do mission, you may well meet people who are in crisis food-wise. And so it's really important that you have the food bank in your mind because that can serve those people. And so really what I'm trying to do is just trying to get into, your, into the front of your mind certain ministries that can really help those around us. And really help us as a church build bridges with people. Food banks are really important. One um, more, obviously, as things seem seem to not get much better financially, economically, it's, it's increasingly a big deal. So please bear that one in mind. So things like this. Do you? How many people here in this room could tell me when when the food bank is open and where it oper- operates from? How many couldn't? See so how many? How many would? How many would struggle? So it's always weird when that happens. Like, eighty percent put their hand up for I could, and then eighty percent for I couldn't. It's just an amazing visual illusion. Who would say I could not? I could not. I would not know where to send someone to food bank, and when. Okay, cool. So just that about half of us. It's really important that we know. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I haven't even done any research on this. My guess. Well, I know it's at Chalk Farm Baptist Church, and my guess is eleven till one. Am I right? Okay. So on Saturday. So 11am till 11 to 1pm on Saturdays at Chalk Farm Baptist Church, the food bank is open. Now, most of the time, people that go there will need to have got a voucher from somewhere. There are people that are voucher holders in the area, the Citizens Advice Bureau, various community centres, increasingly the local schools, which we're just getting into, by God's grace. But if, you, if, if when you meet someone, you know, there's no time to get them there first, you can just send them along there. The guys will give them a the crisis parcel. So please, if you meet people that are hungry, as a gospel community or just in life, you, we've got a stockpile of food at Chalk Farm. I remember meeting a guy once, um, homeless guy, and we just got chatting, and he was—he said, "I just, I need food for my family." So I'm like, "So you know, quick call to Chalk Farm. What can we get together?" You know, it's not—it's not how you run a food bank, but the food's there. Let's feed the hungry. Yeah. So the food bank is there. I want you to be aware of that. The other one, obviously, is Cap. Um, just beautiful ministry straight from heaven um, helping those in debt and introducing them to Jesus if they want to meet Jesus it's so great to have a Cap client at church on Sunday um, just brilliant you know older older guy there and just saying after this, I want to find out more about Jesus you know just fantastic so great to have where's Vanessa Vanessa the f- Cap has Cap has been worth it Cap 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 has been worth it by the fact that you are here and um, you know Jesus loves the ones and the twos and I just I just have it in your mind if you meet people who are in debt many many people are in debt um, it's such a blessing so a friend of mine just chatting with her recently um, after she's been helped with CAP you know she we're having a great conversation about Jesus and then at the end so how's it going with the, the debt she so said it's just so good to have that that whole you know she's not out of debt but there's a, it's set up now she's paying it off she's on her way uh, up so, so good. So please bear that in mind as an important ministry for gospel communities and um, individuals. Um, thirdly, the kids' club. This is, this is, there will probably be kids who live down your street. So, um, say hello to them, preferably when they're with their parents. is always a good idea, you know, these days. It's a funny, it's not, you know, not like it used to be. Everyone's suspicious. But invite them along to kids' club. Just go for it it's what we do kids in our estate we just invite them along haven't been yet but we just keep inviting them. every time I say hey didn't see you Sunday want to come this week and it's cool and um, just encourage you to, to have that in your mind it's an amazing it's so well done I mean literally my kids have been so confident inviting their friends because it's just so brilliant um, the teaching is amazing the games are crazy everything you would want in a, in a kids club every Sunday 4 to 5.30 brilliant for 8 to 12 year olds and um, so have that in your mind. Please, carry. carry. This is something I just feel we need, to, we need to push forward on these things together. Not just one or two people trying to wave a banner, but no, come on. Let, between us, we know thousands of people. Let's make the most of that. And finally, the obstacle course. Um, it's just a great tool. I mean, it really is a setting where you can... Um, uh, just share Jesus but in a way that is so it fits in with where God's leading us you know the whole course is built around people's questions so it's brilliant um, someone from the obstacle course just last Sunday you know just saying you know I think I'm I think I'm going to I think I'm going to put my trust in God you know and it's like okay well, great so just working working that through with them now but you just see it's starting to starting to bear fruit have it in your mind let people know about it just say hey go to the theobstaclecourse.co.uk have a look just leave it with them Trust, pray, trust that God will use that. It's, it's an appealing format. So I want to commend those things to you, but also just highlight three out of those four have been started this year. So in terms of a flurry of activity, wow, I mean, the, 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 the Food Bank launched just a couple of months ago. Kids Club launched a couple of months ago. Obstacle Course launched a couple of months ago. So they're all right at the start. They're all right at the beginning. And so because of that, You 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 mustn't get into the mentality of thinking. Well, why isn't it like you know? Why aren't the rooms filled with hundreds of people yet? It builds. It builds, and I mean, I know for the first few months, cap was slow, but now it's building and building and building. And so we've just got to build, but we've got to build together, trusting that Jesus is building with us. We've got to build together. Please have these things in your mind. Um, I trust that they're going to be fruitful. Is that cool? Great. There'll be a slot at the end for Q&A on everything we've spoken about. So if you've got questions, jot them down. We'll we'll cover Q&A at the end of the meeting. Okay, great.
2: This feels very uh, theatrical up here Um, (laughs) with the lights and everything. Right, um, so it was a year, February just gone, that um, we appointed elders in the church uh, Steph, Rich and myself and then uh, subsequently we appointed deacons and we said for both of those occasions that we would be looking to um, add to those teams as and when uh, God ordains and it feels like we need it and um, now is one of those times um, we appointed some elders a few months back and it's been absolutely incredible having these guys assist us. Deacons, sorry deacons, yeah, I'm the elder yeah, yeah good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Simon. Right. We appointed the deacons. <laughs> um, and uh, I can say on behalf of Steph and Rich that it's just been incredible to have um, these guys and girl um, working with us. It's just it really helped carry an awful lot. And, um, you know, we couldn't ever imagine doing it without them. It's just been brilliant. Um, and now is a time when we're looking to make some more changes and um, look to go through a period of testing again for some potential new... Uh, deacons. So, <laughs> we, we know in uh, 1 Timothy 3 that the qualifications for leadership, both elders and deacons, is character based. So, um, that means that in order to prove and demonstrate um, capability, it means that someone has to go through a period of testing. And when Steph, Rich, and myself uh, put ourselves forward for eldership, you may have remembered that we went through a period of testing where we made a communication to the church and asked for any you know responses from the congregation Um, and equally we did that for the deacons. Um, So now is a time when we're going to be uh, taking another group of people through for potential uh, deacons which means that they're going to be appointed over areas in the church given the opportunity to spread their wings a little bit and have a go and um, during this period of time it's, it's not a guarantee that they're going to be deacons. The whole purpose is that they can take on board something that we can work with them and Pass them through and allow them to grow and mature, and then um, at such a time, then we'll make a decision whether they um, become deacons or not. Um, So there's some people that I want to uh, introduce you that are going to be going through that phase, and also the areas that they're going to be um, looking after, working with the elders over the next period of time. So um, those people and areas are firstly Tom, Tom Avery, you hear Tom? Tom is at the back. There's Tom. You you can just wave. There's Tom. Tom. (laughs) Oh yeah, get up. You can stay up. Tom is going to be, um, through this period of testing, is going to be looking over all the kids and youth work. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) Uh, James and Verity Greg, they're not actually here. Both of them, unfortunately, are held uh, away from London with work currently. Um, but both send their apologies. Sounds a bit like the Oscars, I know. But um, they are going to be looking over Sundays really, and the whole functionality of how we meet and what it looks like, and looking at improvements, and you know, going across all various aspects of teams. Um, you may or may not have already had those guys come and question you because they've been starting just to feel their feet a little bit, um, and we're encouraging them to do that really, just to to make it as much as they can. Um, and we're supporting them in that. And then the third area is. Ollie. Where's Ollie? Ollie. <laughs> um, and Ollie is going to be um, looking at uh, the Mercy Ministries, which includes CAP uh, 245. bank and Homeless Outreach. There we go. He already knows his his remit already. Thanks, Ollie. Um, Those of you that are astute will realise that that means there's some shuffling or reshuffling going on in terms of the um, existing deacons. Um, And you're right in that assumption. Um, So prior um, to today, Dave Muntz had been overseeing what was mostly ministries. Dave is now going to be taking on a new role. (laughs) I know. Dave, stand up. We are particularly excited about this one. <laughs> um, in response to, and uh, we also knew ourselves, we, we um, need to focus on our communication a little bit and forward planning as a church. Uh, it, <laughs> no, really, we do. Um, <laughs> Dave and his um, professional and... You know, non-capacity is fantastic at communication and words, wordsmithing and all things and so he is going to be looking at this whole area of communication for us and um, planning things in advance and letting you know about them as well, (laughs) inviting you along and even tonight you may have seen on Facebook that uh, there was an instruction of how to get here and where it was, I myself had a look at it, so thank you Dave, (laughs) you've already proved your worth. Dave of course was already appointed a deacon and we laid hands on him before so he's not going through a period of testing in this, it's just a reassignment. Um, looking at communication for Dave, um, and then Dave Smith, who unfortunately is ill tonight, so he's not able to join us. He was pre—I know—he oh, was previously looking after Sundays, of which the Gregs are now um, taking over. And Dave Smith is now going to be looking at integration, um, and essentially that means anyone who comes in the front door as a newcomer or a visitor, how we go through the process of then integrating them into the church, so that they're part of a gospel community and feel that part of the family, and you know engaged with all of us and using any pastoral care that may need be needed to support them so he's looking at that whole process of kind of integrating people into the church and and that will overlap on you know hooking up with lots of you guys and lots of different teams as will a lot of them. Um, Lastly in all of that those who are really listening will work out there's a little bit of a gap um, and that is where the Salis stood so Hage stand up please. (laughs) Hage! obviously representing Mrs Sully as well um, previously do you have her in a headlock much? sure sir. <laughs> uh, they have been looking after kids work and um, been doing an absolutely fantastic job Hadrian and Lena have decided to step back from deaconship um, if that's a word um, they 're going to in no way or shape or form does it mean they 're stepping back in serving the church in fact it 's probably the opposite and they've, you know they know through this last period that um, what they really love doing is spending time with the church and people and pastoring and discipling and reaching out to the lost and so you know we recognize that too, and that 's in a massive you know, anointing on those guys so they 're going to be just refocusing all of their efforts along those areas, which is good news for us it really is and um, they are to be just such a massive support so you know they've just done a brilliant job so again I'd just like you to thank uh show your thanks to Hayden lastly um we are going to be laying our hands on a new deacon know, I know. Can you contain yourself? Um, this is going to be Matt Fox. Please come up, Matt. Come on. So just, just to explain the background a little bit, um, Matt has been involved in, well, the church from the very beginning and was part of the original leadership team. So he's been through You know, a close environment working with some of the existing, uh, well, Stephen Rich certainly, and a wider group prior to that, and so already kind of been through a period that is likened to what some of the other guys have been through already. So we're not um, kind of making him go through that again. Um, He was also, you know, forward originally by the church, um, but for various reasons that wasn't the time, Um, and so now we're just here just to recognise really, uh, Matt. You know, and he's been really just functioning already in just a great capacity and carrying again a lot for us um, and Foxy's really going to be looking at the whole area of um, prayer for the church and um, not to say that we pray any less certainly but it's just looking a bit more strategically at how we can pray and, and pray corporately and pray strategically um, and do some thinking around that so um, tonight we just wanted to lay hands on Matt just to kind of appoint him in that area and just to, to really recognize what he's doing. So I'm going to invite uh, Stephen Rich up, and we're just going to pray. If you can please join us, just stretch your hands forward. We're going to <laughs> pray for folks. Lord, we do thank you for Matt. I thank you um, that He's just been such a blessing today, Lord. That um, He just, you know, has such a massive capacity, Lord. That He shoulders and carries so much, Lord. I thank you that. Um, he just represents you in so many ways, Lord, that um, I thank you that when whenever we come into to contact with Matt, we just know that there's something of Jesus at work, Lord, and that he just exemplifies you and it just kind of oozes out of him, Lord, I thank you that you've just given him an incredible passion for prayer, Lord, I thank you that you've um, really caused him to be an intercessor and to, to stand um, in the gap for issues, Lord, and to to have a fervency and a passion to to mobilise people to prayer, Lord, and we recognise that, and we thank you for it, Lord, and um, we just we just um, commit this time to you, Lord. We just, um, I guess, on your behalf, just commission Foxy, Lord, just to to oversee this as a deacon for Revelation Church, Lord. We just recognise and just um, just recognise his integrity and character in you, Jesus, um, and we just thank you for him, Lord. We just ask that you. Um, Just give him incredible wisdom as he goes about this role. We ask that um, he increasingly hears more clearly from you, Lord, that um, he hears your direction. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you give increase to that um, passion for prayer, Lord, that that burden for um, praying through vision, Lord, that that burden just to see things released in the Spirit, Lord, and then see it manifest um, here on earth, Lord. We just pray you'd increase that, Lord. Just thank you for that.
1: Lord, bless you for Matt. In the name of Jesus, we commission him in the power of the Holy Spirit to go and to be fruitful, to go and bear much fruit for the glory of God. We thank you, Lord, for your um, what you've been working into his own life in the area of prayer over the years. We pray, Lord, that he would be able to um, find uh, swift-footedness, Lord, as he goes about, Lord, looking to impart and infect every area of church life. With intercession, with prayer, with laying a hold of you, Lord, we pray that through through Matt's efforts over the coming years, Lord God, that increasingly every area of church life would be would have the aroma of prayer and mighty faith-filled intercession on it. In Jesus' name, we pray, oh God, that through Matt's uh, impact and input on the church, Lord God, that increasingly, Lord God, we would be um, very much a supernatural community, Lord, not just not just people that function efficiently. Lord, but supernaturally, we pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, we honour, Lord, what You have put on Him and what You are doing in Him. We honour it, Holy Spirit. We pray for, Lord, an enlargement of that even today, in Jesus' name. We pray, let Him grow and flow and function and fly, Lord. We pray, let Him, Lord God, and find a voice, Lord God, to speak words of faith into situations that get people praying and mobilise people. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we pray. This man will have real boldness in the Holy Spirit. You would know the affirmation of, first and foremost, you over him in this, Lord. But even us as elders and even the whole church saying, Lord, we're behind him. We want you to know we're behind you, Matt. Go for it in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen, Lord. We do pray for a greater authority, Lord. We pray. Lord, that as He looks at this whole area, Lord, as He really presses into Your heart, Lord, we pray for a greater authority, Lord. Lord, I thank You, Lord, that um, Lord, even at the end, Lord, even at the end of the series, Lord, we're commanded to pray at all times, Lord, and we want to be a church, Lord, that believes passionately in the power of prayer. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that You would use Matt mightily in this area, Lord. We pray, Lord, that You would use Him, um, Lord, to, ha- to to really lay axe blows to the enemy, Lord, that He would be a real powerhouse, Lord, for Your kingdom, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would help him, um, Lord, as he thinks strategically, as he thinks, um, Lord, wider than just um, individual issues. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would give him, um, Lord, such a voice in the heavenly places. Lord, we pray, Lord, for a supernatural authority to be on him, Lord, as he really uh, goes at this, Lord. We just pray, Lord, increase him, Lord, increase the gift that's on him, Lord, increase the calling that you've placed on his life, Lord, and we just release him now, Lord Jesus, to be able to um, step into all that you've called him to, in Jesus'
1: name. Amen to just say that we recognize it's quite a bit a slightly unusual role for a deacon in one sense we do recognize that we've worked giving it a bit of thought and talked it through quite a lot because the bible says it deacons come to the elders and give themselves to the word and prayer um so but the way we've kind of at least for now interpreting that is that it means that we can actually give ourselves as elders to praying and we're saying matt just run havoc through the church. Get to every nook and cranny and find out how you're doing prayer-wise. And, um, you know, just bring that, bring that kind of infectious zeal and faith around prayer to every area of church life. And we're just going to run with that and see how that goes. And I think he's, he's, he's qualified by his character. Um, that's you know he's, he's qualified absolutely by his character, but we just see there's an anointing on him for prayer and intercession. So we're saying, look, let's run with that. And um, these things are always up for grabs and up for re-looking at again. So we recognise it's a little bit unusual, but we we, we believe that w- you know, however, whatever category you put it in, we're going to be more blessed as a result, and we'll just we'll see where we get with it. Is that cool? Okay.
3: All right.
2: Um, in the spirit of being more communicative. I would like to invite Deacon Dave um, to be to do just that. He's going to communicate with you uh, about communication. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be special. I know it. I can feel it already. And um, following that, to save me going up again, um, Ollie's going to come and talk a
3: little bit about 2:45. So, Deacon Dave. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So uh, this is going to be uh, sort of a, a bit of a whistle stop tour, really, through. Um, Some of the stuff that uh, me and some dudes are implementing. Uh, So uh, some of it will apply to all of you and some of it will just apply to those of you who are kind of in in more leadership positions. Uh, But like I said, I'm just trying to get across a sense of some of the sort of things that we're putting in. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, cross every T, dot every I, but um, hopefully this will be helpful for you. So we've laid this out in a helpful problem-solution format. Hit it. Uh, so go, f- go for it, Julie, I don't know. Uh, so the f- first problem, the calendar, uh, there's nothing on the calendar, that's the problem. Uh, so we put a lot of thought into this and yes, we're going to update it, like in advance and everything, so, uh, so that's cool, um, so obviously uh, I'll be sort of... Um, it's good to have one person uh, doing that so that one person sort of knows everything that's going on. So, if you have anything, any sort of event you want to do, uh, please just give me a call or a text, or you can uh, email me. Ah, oh, sorry, I've gone out of sequence, haven't I, Tuli? Show your next slide. Okay. The Rev calendar is actually very useful. It's just the point we we're going to make. In fact, the whole Rev website is actually, that's actually really good. I would invite you to actually go through each page of that website and I bet you will learn actually quite a lot. It's quite content rich. Uh, but you, you'll find stuff is on there. You can, when you go on the calendar, you can click on an event and it'll tell you the time and the, and the place that it is. Uh, we've got, an upcoming events section which will tell you about the events that are upcoming. And uh, next slide. Uh, and we have... Uh, yeah, so if you want to add an event, please just uh, let me know. And I'll get back to you with kind of, you know, here's, some, here's a good time to do it. Don't do it on this day because it's, you know, the Champions League final or whatever. Um, so, yeah, please give me a shout. Okay, next thing. Uh, next problem. People don't know who does what in the church. So our solution... Tell you who does what on the rev website. This is revolutionary stuff. So if you check out, uh, the us section, uh, uh, we've got a new section called who does what. That'll, that'll, it needs a little bit of updating, but it's basically there. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, so yeah, check that out. Um, yeah, okay, next one. Problem, uh, people can't access important information like directories, rotors. There's no sort of central place for it. Uh, solution is a new wiki. Most of you probably won't even know what a wiki is. It doesn't really matter. A wiki is just basically a, a, a very simple, basic website. Uh, what's more, it's one that you have to sign into, so we won't be putting, you know, people's confidential information just publicly on the web. Uh, here it is. As you can see, a very basic website, and it's just got all sorts of information. There you go. We'd have some we'd have rotors on there. Uh, we'll have things like. Oh, who's, who has keys to Chalk Farm? You can find out on here. Uh, who can drive in the church? All that sort of stuff. Um, so, uh, let's go through this properly. Come on. Oh, isn't it clever, eh? To be honest, Tuli's pretty much done everything, but I'm the one that's up here, so... Yeah. <laughs> Hooray for me! Okay, uh, so... So the people that will have access to the wiki will be uh, elders, deacons, uh, gospel community leaders, and uh, ministry leaders. So for example, if, if you are over creche, for example, or you're over tea and coffee. So those kind of people, so it's not that we'll be giving handing out people's details willy-nilly, but they are to trusted uh, people. Uh, so yeah, go on to this, rush through this. Um, yeah, rotors will be created in Google Docs, I'll let you know about that later. Uh, yeah, I won't go into m- too much detail on it, like I say, But, um, and I don't even want to particularly do Q&A at the end, but basically in the next week, uh, if you're one of the people that sort of fits into this bracket that, that, will, that will have access to the wiki, then we'll send you information on how to log in and basically, hopefully, an FAQ that will hopefully cover everything that you could possibly think of. At the moment, I haven't done it, so don't ask any questions. But hopefully, that just gives you a general sense of uh, kind of the stuff that we're putting in place to help communicate better. All right, over to Mr. Oli Kendall. Hello. Um, so,
4: who here knows what 245 is? Pretty good, pretty good. Who here knows? If you wanted to access 245, or knew someone that needed to access 245, who would know what to do? I think some of you are lying. (laughs) Um, No, I'm joking. Um, So, basically, for those of you that don't know what 245 is, um, it started about two years ago. I think uh, Esther Sharma, when she was Esther Sharma, uh, started it up. And I think she was particularly inspired by uh, a verse in Galatians. I think it's Galatians 6, which says... Be good to all people, especially... Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. Um, Galatians 6 verse 10 says be good to all all people, especially the household of faith. And Acts 2.45. I've got it here, I've got it here. Uh, And I'll read a few verses either side as well. And all, who, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. So the idea of uh, 245 is that when there's people in the church that have uh, that are in need, and when there's people in the church that aren't in need, in fact they have more than they need, it's kind of to connect those two people. So... there there are people in the church that have more than they need they have money that they can give away and there are also people in the church who don't have enough money uh who are facing financial difficulty or whatever um and so if any of you are in that position or you know people who are would be in one of those two positions um what i'm really saying is get in contact with me (laughs) or get in contact with Gemma stockwood who uh who organises 245 or one of the elders. Um, Yeah, and there is obviously, there's a process to go through if you do need money and and, uh, we look at uh, your finances and and whether you are eligible. But but basically there is a fund available for people in the church who are in financial need. Um, And so, you know, if you are in financial need and you know someone that is, get in contact. Equally, if you've got excess uh, money, if you've got money floating around that you want to give to a really great cause, um, get in contact with, with myself, Gemma, or one of the elders, and um, we'll uh, yeah, give you a way to do that. Cool. That's it.
0: Great. Well done. Thank you, Ollie. Um, so I just wanted to talk um, briefly about GCs. Um, so we aren't launching any GCs this family meeting. Um, who can tell me how many GCs we've launched? Go on, Hazia. Nine. We have launched nine GCs over the last year, um, since last summer. Yeah? Ooh, yeah? Hey! Yeah! There's a couple of excited people. That's cool. Um, and and we, we're not launching any this time, um, but I just wanted to just kind of almost be a little bit provocative, really. Um, about the whole GC's thing. So the whole idea of the Gospel Communities when we started it was, was that it was meant to be quite, um, uh, or almost a bit of a step of faith really. Um, it came out of uh, the story of um, David and, uh, or Jonathan and his armor bearer, um, if you remember the story where, where effectively the, they go up to the, the, the enemy camp and, and almost they, they have a goat, they basically have a punt on God um and 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 really that's kind of the heart really is that actually god has called us to a mighty work in north central london and so gospel communities at their heart are effectively a step of faith believing that as we step out god will give us victory in certain areas okay um and so i just wanted to talk to three key people um and everyone in the room will fit into one of these three categories um first category is gospel community leaders so if you're gospel community leaders i just want you to be encouraging and releasing to your people and um, so if somebody comes to you and says you know uh, you know i feel like you know god might be stirring my heart about xyz then actually release them to be able to pursue that um, because that like, like probably what probably what they're bringing to you is probably on god's heart um, and so I just want to encourage you to be releasing of your people and not trying to hold on to them and, and almost be, get quite possessive. Because we can often get quite sort of inward focused on our own things. Um, but just be releasing of people and just bless. And as you give, the principle of giving in the Bible is that you give and God will bless you with more. And kind of it's an open channel. So you just constantly keep giving. And as you give, God will, God will add to you more. And second of all um, is members of GCs. I want to encourage you to be praying um, and seeking God about about His heart, about where He might be calling you to serve, about um, whether He might be calling you to start a gospel community. um, Start talking with people and talk with your friends, maybe connect with one or two people that have a similar sort of heart. See if you can begin to work together and almost build something of a strategy around that. um, And talk to us as well. Talk to the elders, talk to your GC leaders, talk to Um, those that you love and respect and can encourage you and and build your faith for something. Um, And then thirdly, because I met a couple of people like this, um, if you're not in a GC but you're waiting for one of the GCs that was shared right back at the beginning, if you're waiting for one of them to start, I would say the best way you can prepare for that GC that you're waiting for is to get into a GC now. Because actually you, you start to you start to experience something of the community life, the mission together. The, you start to see it functioning and see it in action. Um, and so don't wait for these things to, to kick off before you join a GC. Actually get stuck in and throw yourself in, um, you know, headlong in, and then to kind of um, trust that your GC, your GC leaders will be releasing into your new GC. Um, and so I just really wanted to be a, a little bit provocative and just encourage you to step out and believe God um, that he could use you. Um, believe God that he could stir your heart for a particular place a people group or a passion believe God that actually he could be calling you to take a lead in something and actually lead numbers through in terms of seeing victory for the kingdom and his gospel advancing.
1: Steph right. I would like it if you could um, stand to your feet and I'm going to ask you to move around and speak to um, say quick hello to someone, firstly, of the opposite sex, and then after that, someone who appears to have a different ethnic kind of, uh, heritage to you, and then thirdly, someone who is probably, probably five years, di- more, five years or plus difference in age to you. Just say, just say, hold on, just go and say, hello, get, you have to get to your feet and listen, hold on, I want you, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to just, firstly, tell them, um, Your your name, your favourite colour, your favourite meal. We'll gather back in one minute's time. Let's go. Everyone... Okay, back back to your seats, back to your seats Okay, back to your seats Okay, back to your seats Did you, um, did, did you notice how the, how the handful of us over the age of 35 were being hounded around the room? <laughs> hounded around the room by younger people. What was the point of that? I, I hear you ask. Here's the point. We are, we are, thank God, becoming an increasingly diverse church. Yeah, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just want, I'm just wanting to acknowledge that and say we are absolutely thrilled. We, we believe the church is, is, is God's household, it's his family, and so should be intergenerational. Um, the, vision of, um, the vision of heaven, the Bible gives us, is every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. So we want to reflect that as a church as much as possible. We know that every, every barrier that people erect... Uh, Jesus Christ through the gospel knocks down and so whether it's age whether it's uh, ethnicity whether it's um, kind of social kind of grouping, middle class, working class whatever, we want to see a church where all those people are thrown together and, and not just learn how to be pleasant to each other but learn how to love one another and so I want to just bring that vision to you and ask you to hold that at the front of your mind whenever, whenever we gather because there are undoubtedly times where it may be more comfortable perhaps to speak to someone who fits more your stage of life or more your background your culture or whatever, and I want to just ask ask us that we wouldn't always go for the comfortable option that we wouldn't always go for that which is convenient, but that we would go for that which is rich and life giving and, go- and and smells smells like the gospel yeah and i want to I, I tell you it 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 will as we, as we do that, we will find depths and dimensions to what we are as a church that we've really only just begun to discover. And so I want to just hold that up before you and say, let, let, let's really go for this. Let's overcome fear, timidity. Let's not assume um, that we're either worse or better than people that are different from us because we're not. Um, it says in Proverbs the rich and the poor have this in common the Lord is the maker of them all and you can say that about any different group in your life between people we are one in Christ and let, let's, let's exhibit that let's, let's not fall into what churches can fall into I don't think we have but I think churches can as they get bigger can fall into cliques where you just hang around with the same sort of people um, where you're very comfortable and you get on well the only problem there is, is those who are new if they come and what they feel is this is hard, I don't know how to get in here I can get into the room but I can't get into the people (laughs) I can't get into the community and so the onus is on those of us who are in and comfortable and therefore to some degree probably more confident to uh, not just look in but also to look out is that cool? Fantastic that's it, great, (laughs) who's next? Hello again
2: I wanted to speak. This is quite brief, so I'll just have long pauses instead. <laughs> I wanted to speak about a pastoral care a little bit at the church. Um, so all of us know that um, you know our entire lives of as Christians is a process of you know renewal and transformation towards the likeness of Christ. Which means that along the way, uh, things come up um, that you know Jesus reveals that might need. Uh, tending to or changing or a mindset that might need renewing or whatever it may be and um, often this comes to light you know on a uh, during a sermon on Sunday so we might hear the word, and um, the Holy Spirit convicts us and we realize that there's something there that you know we need to act upon or to get counsel on and you know on a Sunday we have good times now where we've, we've um, left aside time to pray and to take communion together and you know often people work through things together in community during that time on a Sunday. Um, equally, one of the areas or the, the arenas for um, pastoral care is gospel communities. Um, and so we've encouraged everybody in the church to be part of a gospel community. And within that, as you know, we're breaking down into twos and threes, um, which provide some level of accountability and walking closely together for sharpening. Um, and it provides a setting as well for pastoral care, and within each gospel community there's um, an appointed pastoral leader who kind of is looking out for those within the gospel community Um, so there's both the Sundays and then the gospel communities where there is um, a setting for pastoral care I also just wanted to highlight to you the fact that we do have a pastoral team on top of that, which kind of I guess kind of uh, goes across the entire church and gospel communities um, of which um, on behalf of the elders I kind of um, and the point, point elder for that, and um, really this means that if there are things that either yourself or you, you know, as you go about talking to people within the church, if there's things that you think probably require a bit more than you know a prayer on a Sunday or a, a few conversations in gospel community, or you're just not sure how to approach it or where to turn to in Scripture to to help or guide someone, and you think maybe they could do with a bit more, you know, sustained. Care or attention for a few weeks or months. Um, we have a team um, in place to be able to do that, um, and not everyone is aware of that. We've gone through a couple of rounds of training pastoral teams, where we spent a year working through a book a month on all different um, issues to familiarise familiarise ourselves with approaches and different you know um, different ways that we might help and scriptures that 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 speak to different areas of life. And um, and so there's teams there ready and waiting and equipped. And, um, you know, I just want to make it as open and um, communicative as possible that uh, we are here. And should you personally or or you come across anyone that you think might do well for having some some pastoral care in that setting, then please do, again, speak to the one of the three of us and um, we can do that. And, th- and that's something I want to try and... Um, communicate to the church on a regular basis, really, because not not everyone knows that there is a pastoral team in existence. Um, I think the first port of call is definitely, you know, in your gospel communities, and and then um, if that doesn't seem like it's appropriate or not enough, then certainly come speak to me or Rich or Steph, and we have um, lots of loving people in place who are well able to walk with people um, through whatever it may be, so um, please carry that for yourself, but also as you are, you know, in the church and talking to people, um, we are here and available. Thank you. All
0: right. all right, now the moment you've all been waiting for, obviously, is the finances. Yeah. Woo! Come on. Um, I, do, I do have a PowerPoint as you can see um, although although as we go on it might start to get a little bit squinty what I mean by that is you might not be able to see if you're that far back um, so you may want to move forward if you don't actually can't well if you can't actually see from where you are then just kind of slip out and move forward It's cool um, like don't I won't be put off by people just kind of slipping out and then just trying to get a row ahead or whatever um, Okay, so uh, let's just think back. So January um, was our last family meeting, um, where we shared uh, kind of the state of the finances. Um, it wasn't looking too rosy, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, but we're still here. Um, that's something to get excited about, I think. Um, so. God has been faithful to us, um, over the last three months, um, so we've basically finished a year end, um, as at the 31st of March, so basically I'm going to run up to the 31st of March, um, and then briefly touch on next, well, this current year, uh, that we're in at the moment, okay, so, um, click, yeah, thanks, um, okay, so, you see what I mean by the words, they're a little bit small, so at the back you may have trouble seeing this, if you want to move forward, that's totally cool, I'll just reiterate that invitation, um, you can see kind of this is our expenses um, you can see what is uh, what is the lower line uh, was our projected uh, expenses and then what was the blue line is our actual expenses and that's their cumulative total so you can see by the end of the year um, we were actually only about £1,000 out um, of our budget um, so actually you can see throughout the year actually our expenses tracked exactly what our budget said it should um, which is good news um, then if we click over, there we go. So this is our actual expenses month on month. Um, so you can see previously it was broken down into three-month cumulative totals. This is broken down into month on month. We've got um, May last year when we had the uh, church holiday. Um, so we've got huge expense there. Um, also, autumn time is another huge expense. In fact, everything seemed to come out in um, November this time, um, and kind of what what you find is there's two peaks really throughout the year: one is springtime and one is um, autumn time, and one is when the, the year's starting off and one is halfway through the year um, so that 's what 's represented there um, in November. so if we click, um, so you can see we set our budget one hundred and ninety three thousand um, and we actually spent one hundred and ninety two thousand so actually we came in a grand under budget, which in terms of accounting <laughs> Praise God. Um, so let's look at the income. So now this is our income. Um, so the so the uh, bottom line is our actual income, where the top line is our projected income. So you can see throughout the year, we were actually quite low in terms of actually meeting um, our income total. So we were actually sitting slightly under. And actually, you can see towards the end of the year, it was looking like we were going to shoot off um, and drop literally by uh, probably about... 10,000 represented there Um, but you can see by the time we got to month 12 which is the end of the year uh, we were back up even um, and we actually exceeded uh, our income total praise god Um, so again these are cumulative totals so if we click over to the next slide and this is our monthly breakdown um you can see uh you can, well I would say relative consistency, but <laughs> from month to a month. Um you can see kind of back in April May uh time, well, May in particular, that was when we had took out the special offering for the church holiday. Um and then you can see um September, um November and March. Um for November and March uh, we we managed to get two gift aid claims back, which is great. Um Thank you, HMRC. Um, and also in uh, September, we were also given a gift for, uh, that was earmarked for somebody, so we've then since sent that on. Um, you can pretty much see how March bailed us out, um, financially speaking, over the year. Uh, the thing to notice about March this year was obviously we had the special offering um, that was going towards the ministries of the church, um, and also the, um, the, uh, the gift date that came in on top of that. So actually March was a bumper year, um, which is fantastic. So if we click over... Is the final figures? So we've got the projected income uh, was at 201,000. Our actual income was 202,000. I went, I went back through the figures, and in January, based on what our income was, I projected 174,000. So we've actually exceeded it by 25 grand, which is not bad. Um, So. So if we click over, uh, this, is, this is it all together. This is what it looks like month on month. Um, if you want to go into any of these figures in more detail, I'm totally cool to talk about that. Um, I've, uh, actually, I don't have many here, but I can always send you loads of stuff. I can talk to you. That's fine. Um, if you want to click over again. Uh, okay, so this is coming to the year end uh, of 2012-2013. Uh, uh, so looking ahead now, um, so... And a 15% increase on the giving of last year would take us to 232000 and um, The budget for last year was set at $193,000. Um, we are planning to increase the budget by uh, about 12.5% this year, which takes up to 218000 Large, Largely, the reason for the growth in the budget is largely because we're growing, um, which is an encouraging sign. It's a healthy sign. It's a good sign. Um, that we're moving forward um, and, and really, and really seeing amazing things happen. Um, let's click over one more. Um, this is this is a, this is our year-on-year. Year. So this shows us uh, effectively over the last few years uh, where we've come from, and give us hopefully an idea of where we're going. Um, so you can see, kind of from 2008, which is right at that end, you can see basically our our income, along with our budget and expenses, has basically tracked. Um, alongside each other um, you can see at certain stages we've come under budget, some, certain stages we've gone over budget um, so it's just, it's, it's basically fairly consistent, it's about an increase our income is about an increase of 15% every year, uh, which is why I took the 15% to 132000 um, and this green one right at the end is our projected budget for next year at 218000 um, now I'm not going to do questions now, um, but what I am going to do is give God thanks because he's been so faithful to us. Okay, I'm I'm, going to pray. I'm going to pray. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you... Lord, that you never fail Lord, we thank you that you are immovable, Lord we, Lord, we just marvel at your grace, Lord, we marvel at your generosity, we marvel Lord, at your goodness and your kindness towards us, Lord, we can never express our gratitude enough Lord, you are so good to us, Lord. You are so faithful. Lord, I thank you that even when things look bleak, Lord, our our command is to trust you, Lord. And I thank you that as a church, that's what we've done, Lord, and you've proved yourself to be 100% faithful. And Jesus, we just want to say, Lord, that it just, Lord, it, it grows our faith, Lord, that we look to the future, Lord, with hope, Lord, and certainty of what you've called us to. And so, Jesus, we just say, Lord, that for next year and the years to come, Lord, we just want to trust you. Lord, we just want to say that finances or Though they're a big deal Lord Jesus they're nothing Lord for you Lord it's not Lord it's all in your control Lord you're sovereign over every single area and Lord you've proved your faithfulness time and time again and so Lord we just want to give you glory Lord we want to give you praise Lord we just want to say that you are the one that is worthy to be worshipped and adored and loved Lord and we just we just we just love you Lord we marvel at your goodness Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord amen Okay. Um, so yeah. So we. Uh, okay. So I'm trying to find my train of thought. So basically, we ended the year um, 10 grand in the black, which is good, um, which is 10. So positive 10,000, which is great um, compared to the fact that we were actually looking about 10 grand negative towards the end of the year. So that's fantastic. So first of all, I want to thank you. Um, I want to thank you for all of those of you that stepped up. Uh, I want to thank you for all of those that really committed, uh, that really stood with. Um, the church that really stood with what God's doing here um, and really invested and really actually sacrificially laid down, uh, laid down certain things um, in order for us to be able to invest in what God's doing and to invest in all that God's called us to. Um, secondly, just on a quick note, um, you'll notice from some of the graphs, and maybe not those because some were slightly skewed, but summer tends to, for us tends to be a bit of a nosedive. Um, and if you look at the figures for last year summer is what really sent us into a bit of a downward spiral and really for the rest of the year we've we've been recovering out of that um, financially speaking obviously it's nothing and God can switch in an instant and he has done Um, but I just want to highlight it as a concern and just say look throughout the summer although many of us might be going off many of us would be Getting off for holidays or whatever all over the place. I just want you to be mindful of the fact that actually there will be others doing that as well. Um, And actually if we want to be building something of consistency, something that goes the distance and something that lasts for for all the time that God calls us to be here, um, then actually it takes all of us uh, stepping up um, and believing God for that. Um, And then one last thing... um, we were given a gift uh, about two and a half weeks ago uh, from New Frontiers. Uh, some of you will, have, uh, will remember uh, that New Frontiers pledged us to give us 75000 um, dollars That came through a few weeks ago, which is great. Um, so that's now sitting in our bank, gathering interest. Woohoo! Um, it's, it, it, it's earmarked. There's certain restrictions on it, um, so we're just looking at how we can best spend that and how we can uh, most wisely invest it. Um,
1: Stefan, are you? I just want to I want to really commend these guys to you when we the, the season we went through financially was I mean it was really tough and Richard he's you know public school boy plays it all down you know me Mr Emotional play it all up well I'm going to just play it all up now uh, it, it, I mean you know we had we, we had one elders meeting where we had a thousand pounds in the bank and next week there were six thousand pounds outgoing so we had six thousand outgoing the following week and we had a grand in the bank and we're like well what, what do we do and um I think Rich had the gift of faith in the moment he's like just pray, God can do it, so he just went for it and and at the end of that week a a gift aid return that had been months, it clogged up came back, so we we, we got out of the woods it was one moment where we had 850 quid in the bank Uh, and so we've really been through a season in God and I want you to feel that and I want you to feel like you are part of this because I think it's something we've got, as we mature, it's something we shoulder together Um, it's 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 a church thing, it's a and I don't, I don't want us to lose a sense of urgency. It's right that we celebrate, but um, you know, um, the way I describe it to people is that we're on our way out of the woods. A charity is supposed to have three months' worth of its outgoings in the bank as a sort of cash flow um, safety net. Which means we should have forty-five thousand pounds in the bank. Okay. So the fact we've got ten grand in the bank is much better than eight hundred and fifty quid. But I want you to just remain sober in it, we've got to keep our foot on the gas. We, 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 we need to, um, especially if we're going to just go on and, you know, just keep multiplying ministries and make sure we can resource the ministries that God's calling us into. So I just want you to really feel that. And just say this 75 grand is very strictly ring-fenced for stuff that is not, would not come in. It's to do with, it's basically to do with housing. So um, it's we cannot lean on it, dip into it, use it. Okay, it's a real blessing, and I think it will prove a massive blessing in the future for for what it's for. But please don't see it as, oh, that's okay, we've got that there. No, we haven't. <laughs> we are not allowed to use it for anything other than a very narrow thing. just wanted to make you aware of that. But cool. Okay, I think this is the... Um uh, penultimate thing, I want to talk to about New Frontiers for a few minutes. Some of you uh, from New Frontiers churches historically are kind of very familiar with what New Frontiers is. Others of you, you might think, what, what what's that again? Um, so I'm speaking to a room of people that are in very different headspaces about it. New Frontiers is the family of churches we were a part of, in case you didn't know. And um, it, very brief history is that a man called Terry Virgo, God came on him by the Spirit, gave him a real vision for Spirit-filled church life. And then as a result of that, many others who have been filled with the Spirit and wanted to be in a church where you're free to express that and various other things were drawn to him and they were just little house groups really and New Frontiers is what has grown out of that. New Frontiers has changed massively and is in a season of incredibly significant transition because Terry is really stepped down in terms of leading the movement. And so this movement, which, became, which began accidentally about 40 or so years ago, and he's really, he's really fathered, he's now stepped down and he's no longer leading the movement. One of the things that, as a family of churches, we felt God revealed to us and restore to the church over these last 40 years is the ministry of the apostle. But for many years people said there are no apostles, they, they're the guys who wrote the Bible and that's been done now, so apostles don't exist anymore. I'm not going to go into a detailed defense of contemporary apostolic ministry tonight but suffice to say uh, the Bible teaches the ongoing ministry of apostles in the church until the church comes to maturity which is the same stature as Christ which is at which point he will return so we need apostles it's not enough just to have pastors it's not enough just to have evangelists and prophets all of these ministries should be uh, gathered together and kind of um, under the I guess under the leadership of um, apostolic ministries And if you look at apostolic ministries like Peter and Paul and others, you'll see that what they did was is that they would, um, they would be ministries that spent a lot of time outside of the local church establishing new churches in areas that hadn't been reached yet land foundations in new churches so they would be built straight farther in uh, the pastors and the elders in, in that church so that they weren't um, without kind of um, um, spiritual oversight and help and support and, um, and so really in Terry, Terry stepping down there was two options. One is, he finds a successor. The other is, is that the whole movement changes its very nature and becomes movements. Becomes really what they've, what they've described as apostolic spheres. Now the reason I use that term is because Paul, in some of his letters, describes his area of, that God has entrusted him with as a sphere. A sphere of influence or a sphere of authority and so new frontiers has gone for the second option rather than terry just handing on to a successor instead to instead to look at who are the apostles god is raising up let's lay hands on them and give them freedom to establish spheres and if they want to carry on relating together and working together then great so about 20 or so uh, people were laid hands on at brighton last year last summer to 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 become apostles and um And so really, the whole movement's in flux now where local churches like us are saying, well, okay, who do we start relating to? Previously, we've all been under sort of Terry's leadership. Well, now, what do we do and how do we figure that out? And the most easy and natural, I guess, would be geographically, well, what's happening in London? But biblically, it's actually not about geography. It's about relationship. It's about, well, who can we we see that could be a father in the Lord? Who can we see that could actually, you know, really help us? And and, and the help is kind of a ritual thing in the sense that if we are linked more closely with an apostle and the, and, the, and the apostles team then it means that we are enriched as a church that the apostle by his nature and his gifting will catch us up more with the bigger picture so we'll think wider, he'll provide tracks for us much like with the, with the Riley's and with Matt Med um, a man called Mike Betts who is one of those apostles has provided tracks for them in the sense that we've sent them as a church but really they've gone primarily to his apostolic steam. And as a result of them being there, linked with him, you know, there's Mike's going in there, other guys on his team with different ministries are going in and helping and encouraging. They're caught up, they're not just linked with us as a local church, they're caught up in something much bigger. And so it seems like really God's been knitting our hearts with Mike, and I've been on Mike's team for a little while now, and kind of just serving and helping him. And it just seems like God's breathing on that relationship. And so what we decided was is that, is that we're going to experiment, if you like, or trial Linking in with Mike. Um, and you can't really, ex- you, can't, you can't try it without doing it. You can't try it hypothetically. You've got to say, hey, look, we're going to kind of throw in with you and kind of trust that as, as, as we do that, you know, God will make it clear whether there's life in this thing, whether it's just not really working. Now, Mike's based in Lowestoft, which is the most easterly part of England you could be in. And a lot of the churches in his care, which Lowestoft is kind of Norfolk, Suffolk, um, and a lot of churches in his care historically have been in the East Anglia region we would be the first church relating to him in an urban setting like London it's a totally, totally new thing and, and he, he gets that and we get that but we're thinking actually I think relationship is the priority and he came and preached to us last year he'll come again in September um, there will just be increasing interaction between him, others on his team and us as a church I think we'll be really blessed um, and I I, I, I am. I mean, I, I feel really excited that New Frontiers have gone with this option, rather than just pass on to a successor. It's safe. It will become a denomination. That's what will happen. It will become a denomination. Biblically, how did it work? Well, it was kind of organic. But there were these guys called apostles, and they seemed to be anointed. And where they went, there was fruit and churches grew, and people got. Saved and they seem to sort of partner together. It wasn't official, you know. I'm not. I'm not saying tonight we're of Mike. No, we're part of the body of Christ. Okay, it's not that. We're Mike, no, it's not. It's not like that. It's just an organic relationship. But we, we. At the end of the day, Paul could say to some churches like the Corinthians, "You've got many tutors, but you haven't got many fathers." And there was a, a unique relationship. So we're just saying, look, we're going to explore that relationship with him. Um, we had a day with him as elders last week, and the evening with him and the. Trustees. He's just a gentle, godly guy, um, uh, and but God is powerfully with him, and uh, he's, in, in his team, he's got you know he's got a great mix of different ministries, and I think we're really going to benefit. And I think for many of you called to the nations, this will give you tracks. It will. It will. It's not enough for us to just send you as a local church. You need more than a church praying for you. You need to be caught up in apostolic ministry and mission. And I think we're going to really learn a, a lot more about that. And um, so we're exploring that. It's exciting. I think it will breathe fresh life into us. It, it means, because I'm part of Mike's team, so I'll, I'll, I will be um, probably out and about a bit more. Probably not on Sunday afternoons. I'll be still be around on Sunday, but just helping other churches involved in his sphere. There's numbers of churches that just need a bit of help at the moment, and are, you know, I'm, so I'm probably going to be getting involved. And, and maybe even as well looking to um, pioneer something of a church plant into Brussels, which is exciting in Belgium, so if you feel your heart go when I said that, come and talk to me afterwards Um, that's not me saying we're moving to Brussels we're not, I don't think Um, that's not the plan at all Um, just make that clear but the the plan probably will be for me to begin to connect people over there and just see what God does, start to gather people, pray and probably just go out there every other month and um, see, see what God does but I just feel it's going to just it will be a fresh season of enriching and enlarging get some of you guys involved with that come to travel with, with us into things where you've got your gifts bring them in so we really want to really feel that there's a, an apostolic momentum that grows around us as a church and we get used to using that term and understanding what it is and that understanding will take time and you know um i can recommend you know a really great book to read about it and we can talk a bit more about it but hopefully just hopefully through the relationship and the enriching that it brings you'll get it and um uh so just to say every church in the new frontiers is going through a very similar process at the moment and um it's just exciting And we feel god's leading us that way so um okay we're going to do q a now is that right We're gonna do Q and A now, and then we've got one final thing we're gonna do afterwards. So, any questions on anything? Oh, look, you guys are quick. Okay, so Rachel, yours are up first. Is this being recorded? Do you want the questioner? Want to? Is it roving mic? Great. Come on, we've made it. We are there. It does work, and please speak into it. (laughs) Rachel, I've never seen you like this before. Is everything okay? No, it it really helped the recording for those who aren't here. Yeah,
5: okay. Um, So you said that there was a book that you may be able to recommend for the apostolic, like, understanding what that all means. What is that book? The book
1: is called Fathering Leaders and Motivating Mission by David Devenish. David Devenish. Terry Virgo said every book is read on apostles he would exchange for that one. So, and he wouldn't just say stuff like that. So I really recommend it, and um, hopefully it will be a great help for you. Okay.
4: It probably is still being worked out a bit, but I'm just interested, how does accountability work structurally? Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just keep the mic for a second. In what regard, with whom? Oh, I mean,
4: like, say, you're accountable, you guys are accountable to Mike, and then who's Mike accountable to, and how does that work? And, you know, um, how, I mean, how, and how do, um, does, I mean, a certain amount of agreement (laughs) stay within the New Frontiers movement?
1: Sure. That kind of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very organic, so it's not as safe as a hierarchical denomination. I would say, as elders are accountable to you, not just, it's not just those above us. We're accountable to you guys, which means if we do something wonky, you need to correct us. We're accountable to one another, and we're also accountable to those who, who like, like Mike, for example. So all of those guys that have been named apostles and laid hands on um, have the decision whether or not they want to remain in the movement and work together, or whether they just want to really just go full-on autonomy as far as I know at the moment, all of those apostles have said look, we just really love being together we feel like we're much bigger for being together, not just size wise but in terms of, you know, gaps are filled and there's helpful sharpening and and all of that, so I I think there's definitely mutual accountability between the apostles, absolutely but let me just say this one thing on accountability it's really important to say at the end of the day, if you want to go and sin you can have all the structures in place right they don't help and so I just want to say that Not cause it's a brilliant question but you know I'm accountable to you to these guys to my bets but at the end of the day I am accountable to Jesus and that is vital that we get that because what can happen sometimes is that people lose the sense of that then they go and sin and they start blaming the people who are accountable to well I was accountable to you and you didn't say anything and it's like no you made the decision to go and sin so just to say that as well to Christ we stand before Christ, ultimately, which is really important. But it's a great question. It? Um, one of the one of the great things about um, New Frontiers was the being part of something bigger and um, relating to other churches and other people who are doing things in other churches. W- would there be that sense of so we're part of a group of churches that Mike bets overseas? Will our, our church and the group of churches? Will there be that kind of relationship that there's been with this church and New Frontiers overall? That's a great question. I mean, I think absolutely, on the one hand, yes, there will be stuff that we do together. uh, There will be events that happen that are big events and things like that, and and we'll get into those. By the same token, we're still a London church. And things that happen in London, among any gospel-believing churches, let's get involved with. Um, uh, And and if an event was put on by, I don't know, for example, a group of New Frontiers churches in London... You know, and one was put on in Lowestoft, and it was it was for it was like imagine it was a day event, training in prophecy, and um, it was just it was for everyone in the church. I would probably say go to the one in London. Otherwise, you're spending fifty quid to get up there and down for a one-day event. Be pragmatic, yeah. So it's not like a religious thing. Oh, now we only relate to now we relate to the body of Christ. Um, as far as New Frontiers goes, the stuff that happens in London, if we can get to it, we get to it. But we're saying we're looking for that apostolic relationship there, and there will be other wider stuff that comes out of that. It's okay. Just to say, questions now are for anything that's happened in the evening, not just the new frontier stuff. This is this is we're throwing everything that we've spoken about. Just to add on to that as well, that things like that were
2: organised as a movement before, like New Day and Mobilise and Everything Conference. As as it stands now, are still going ahead. Um, so we will still be involved to that extent. Phil. Thanks, Simon. Mean, I think you pretty much answered my question. Um, so, in New Frontiers, we saw that the, the apostles there um, there was real relationship between them, and I'm loving the apostolic spheres thing. Um, is there still going to remain that real close apostleship and friendship there between other apostles? So, will so Mike Betts is apostolic over us? Will we continue having a relationship with Dave Devinish and other, other apostles in New Frontiers?
1: Whether, whether we continue having a relationship with them or not, I, I guess I, I don't know. We could invite Dave to come and speak or something like that. I suppose in terms of relationship, it's something you really invest in. There's only a limited amount of investment you can have. But whether those guys will remain friends, I mean, that is, seems to be absolutely what they're saying. It's a desire. No, you know, no one is saying you must stay together. It's, it's a desire that's internal. that they just, You mustn't get... It's the body of Christ. Is the big deal, okay? um, And then we want to we want to we want to stay away from denominationalism because it, what what tends to happen is things tend to get imposed externally, and then what can happen is that you do certain things not out of values but out of well this is how we do it, and we're actually trying to say we don't want to go down that road, which is genuine relationships. You know, I think that that's what Newfoundland has always been about, and so we're really in this second generation fighting against the thing becoming denominational because I don't think that's the heart of God which is genuine relationships you know I think that's what Newfoundland has always been about and so we're really in this second generation fighting against the thing becoming denominational because I don't think that's the heart of God Davies comms at revelationships.org.uk admin goes to Thule or Luke at the moment Just on the diversity thing, I'm just wondering—it is just a wondering, really—whether we're thinking of doing some teaching around that, around the challenges that that poses, and the biblical basis for that, and all everything around that. Whether it's something we could do some teaching on, I guess it's a wondering, a part suggestion. It's a great I? idea. Um, I hear, uh, yeah. I mean, w- we hear that, and um, when we think about what series to do next, etc., etc., we'll throw that into the mix.
4: Um, with some of the gospel communities that were proposed initially and those leaders might have got really stuck into other gospel communities if
2: people look at that original list and really feel called to the ones that were originally proposed can they take them on and run with them
1: someone who was stirred by one of the original things though though initially they they weren't the, the visionary person but can they then take that up I think we want to stick with the philosophy if someone, if someone can get to their feet and gather some people to something, we want to get behind that. Yeah, so I think.
0: Yeah, definitely, absolutely. The thing to do is to start talking about it. Um, you know, so even going to find that person and just talk it through. Because as you talk it through, you'll, you'll, you'll start to spark off one another. You'll start, you know, people will also get drawn into that. Um, and I think you'll start to feed off one another and actually you'll, you'll begin to cultivate uh, kind of something of faith. Uh, that will then kind of equip you to then step out and believe God, with, and you know, and get one of us in the mix, as, you know, as early on as possible. So, I know, I know for one group that I'm starting to meet and pray with them, um, you know, when I can, just just because I want to inject some life into it, and just kind of, I really want to see it take off, and because um, I think it can be really effective for the kingdom.
2: Probably going to get told off by Dave Mance, Mance for even asking. <laughs> months that's cool um but if we arrived after the original goscom like listing things and i have no idea what the other ones were so sorry i'm not articulating this very well so there's an original list of of things i have no idea what you're talking about although i'm sure it's great um can we see that or what they are
1: pretty confused um, you. yeah so there was a list in April, in April 2011 people stood up about 22 people I think and, and spelt out of vision um, Whether is that list anywhere Did anyone have that list of things Richard has got that list so contact Richard <laughs> I was getting used to you I running down the front sorry sorry
4: um,
1: Dave this is for you
3: how are you
4: um are you as your deacon role essentially going to be acting as a church administrator no okay is there going to be is there a central person as an administrator or is it going to be divided both between luke dave and Tulip? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at some point, yes, um, is the short answer. The long answer is, um, yeah, definitely. I think something we're starting to identify uh, uh, is actually kind of uh, probably, actually, each of our weaknesses is probably in a similar sort of area, which is part of the reason Dave has come in at this point. Um, I'm starting to gather some guys um, to look at some of the more systematic things so things like uh, more operations side of things um, so it's, it's, we're, at the moment I would say we're in a process of trying to um, rectify and strengthen our structure um, at the moment which is all backdoor and, and I, I expect at some point that a church administrator will, will come in to facilitate that at some point um, but there's no decision, there's no clarity yet as to at what point that will happen
1: We're onto it, though. It's not like we're being passive. It's some of the avenues have explored, the doors have shut a bit. So, but we're onto it, and we think it's really important.
3: Following on from that, I'm just wondering. Obviously, we've got a mixture of paid staff and deacons, and I wondered sort of how you guys work out how that's done. You know, essentially, who's paid and who's who not. gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even not just who, but how how, how is it decided?
1: If their name's Steph, they get paid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah no. Um, yeah. I, I guess. So, so, for example, for example, with Nick and Cap, what what she, what she does requires time to make the visits, which are central to what Cap is. So, in that sense, you have to release the ministry the time for the ministry. I think with the food bank that's taken significant time to really get started. Now it's getting started, we can begin to ask the questions, okay, does it, is it going to continue to need that or not? So you have to look at what each ministry is and the season that it's in and say, well, what does it require? Um, in terms of us as elders, that's obviously different because we're not doing projects. It's, it's the ongoing people stuff, um, which obviously is just it's ongoing, it's church life. Um, so at the moment, and again, it's always, these things are always open for, for discussion, but obviously I, I, I give the vast majority of my time to, to Revelation Church. Simon gives Tuesday voluntarily to the church, so we meet his elders Tuesday morning, and then he'll give the rest of the day either to meeting with people pastorally or doing something else elderly. And Richard at the moment is released two days a week financially to do that, but we're always reviewing it. Um, so it's kind of touchy-feely. It's never static. It all because the church is always moving. The needs always change. So I don't. It's not a very neat answer, but has it expressed the heart of it for you? Okay, cool.
0: It's also worth saying that that actually, um, when we when we discuss things like um, salary, employment, and stuff like that, if it, if it so this is trustees because legally the trustees employ whoever's employed by the charity. Um, and so, so when, whenever that's being discussed, whoever it concerns has to leave the room. Um, so the decision is made, irrespective of whether they're there or not. Um, and, and actually, it's kind of it, it's. You, like, I think you need to know that because it's because what it does is oh, it's not it's not so and so trying to force through their opinion or so and so trying to you know. And the reality is we recognise that a lot of people give a lot of their time voluntarily, you know, and you know we recognise that. Um, and so it's which is why we have to be. You know, quite careful and calculated about things like timing and who needs to be released for certain things, um, to devote certain amounts of time and energy into specific things.
2: Are you just scratching, or yeah, okay, scratch away. All right, um, that brings us nearly to a close. This is a very loud one. Uh, we're going to end just to uh, we're going to be saying goodbye to Cassia. So, I'd like Cassia to come up, please. So, we just want to, you know, while we've got everyone in the room. Yeah. Just going to give Cassia a moment just to tell us what she's going to be going on to do. And then, uh, whilst we're all here, we'd love to pray and send out Cassia.
5: So I was given a minute to tell you what I'm up to. I don't think it's possible (laughs) because my plans are complicated. So whoever wants to know more, ask me later. Uh, I wanted to focus actually on saying uh, how faithful uh, God has been... um, in my life, and in this time in England, uh, it was a four year degree in German and Hebrew. My third year was a year abroad, so actually, I was already said goodbye once too, so <laughs> it might seem like you are having a deja vu or something, so yeah, it did happen once <laughs> but now I think it's more serious because i'm I'm not planning in the nearest uh, to come back in the nearest future um yeah, so. As for faithfulness, God has been extremely faithful uh, throughout all four years. I was told by some Eng- English friends that I should never go to study in London because it's the most expensive place uh, in Europe and that I cannot do it if I don't get the min- maintenance loan. And actually, it's not true. And um, I had the weirdest jobs on earth uh, trying to <laughs> make dance meet, but... Uh, I did it so thank God Um, and uh, at the moment I'm just also uh, my accommodation this year was great I lived with Esther and uh, this was also thanks to this church I just wrote a little two liner in one of the church uh, emails and she replied on the same day and actually we're in the same gospel community without it happened without us uh, knowing so this was also amazing Uh, yeah and uh, I'm flying uh, back home on Friday I'll spend home uh, the summer in Poland and then I'll go for a gap year to serve with one church in Germany so that's the plan and uh, please keep me in your prayers if you can and also I'm serious now, I know people say that but I mean it Uh, whenever you want just please come to Poland because uh, I will miss diversity so much (laughs) this country is really not very diverse and uh, I would be really delighted if if you wanted to come and I could host you so yes, <laughs> feel invited to southern Poland then you can go to visit rallies in the north <laughs>
2: So uh, let's just pray for Cassia. If you want to stretch your hands forward and, and pray, that'd be cool. Lord, we thank you for Cassia. I thank you for just uh, the amazing work that you've done in her life, Lord. I thank you that it's just a, a testament to your goodness, Lord. And we just praise you for that, Lord. We just ask that you go with her as she goes back to Poland and past that as she goes to Germany, Lord, we just pray, Holy Spirit, you'd rest heavily on her, that um, you would just um, put people around her just to knit her back into community quickly, Lord, that you would put around her people that will um, encourage her in the faith, Lord, that you would uh, help her find a church quickly, Lord, where she can become... Uh, part of the family and to continue um, learning and growing, Lord. We thank you for the deposit that she's placed here at Revelation Church, Lord. And we just uh, send her with a blessing, Lord. We pay uh, protection on her, Lord. May your face really shine upon her, Lord. We, we thank you for her. We ask you to fill her with joy and peace, Lord. And um, just pray every blessing in, in her future, Lord. And we just thank you. Thank you for the time that we've been able to um, have with Cassia, Lord. And we just pray that um, she just go, goes on to be a blessing, um, in Poland and then in Germany. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: amen. Just off the cuff, really, a quick update on the Rileys for you guys. Just so, I know you're praying, I know you're fighting, I know you're standing with them. We may have Kev with us on the 10th of June. Obviously, yeah, which would be amazing. It kind of hangs on how well Flynn is doing. If not, then pro- If not, then I'll probably... Go out there instead and just get some time with them. But um, there have been some amazing and remarkable things that have happened with Flynn when he was born. They said probably two days, and that's all that's all he'll have. And uh, things like when he was born, he just instead of having two normal sized kidneys, he he had just one really big kidney. Um, but then in the following days, when they scanned again, there's now two normal kidneys there. It's amazing, really amazing. Um, it's really, really remarkable. And um, you know we got an email Sunday, and he was like, Kev was like, you know, they said he's he's dying, his liver's failing, he's got internal bleeding, he's got an infection." Um, you know, and then and then his liver started working, and the infection's on its way out, and the internal bleeding stopped. <laughs> I mean, it's like real, it's real amazing, hardcore stuff. But for them, you can imagine the the roller coaster emotionally that it is trying to plant a church, and you know, four beautiful girls to look after just had a couple come to join them from England to, you know, serve alongside them. I mean, it's major, major just emotional stuff. So um, I just want to ask you guys to please keep praying, um, keep fighting for them, keep, just keep at it. Um, um, today they had they met with someone who, oh, they, they had the scan as well yesterday, and it's, they said that except for his heart, which has an eight millimeter hole in it, except for his heart all his organs including his brain seems fine because they earlier were saying they're not sure about the brain so I mean it's really you know but there does seem to be this genetic thing that they're saying it's, it's to do with the chromosomes which is obviously a big deal so I think to just fight through on that one which is obviously I mean you know you're, you're hitting a Goliath there but our God is greater and to just really hit that and push through and you know to, to, to see all of Kev's dreams of being able to do stuff of his son you know come to pass and all of that would be it standing and so I just want to ask you guys please keep praying while you're here I'm going to just pray because I've got agreement of 100 people in the room I'm going to make the most of it um, and then we're done Father we uh, together uh, lift up Flynn Riley to you we thank you for him we thank you that you are mindful of him we thank you Lord you know him we thank you oh God that um, this situation is not outside of your sovereignty we thank you oh God we don't understand it but we know that for sure we thank you for what we've seen we thank you for what you've done Thank you for his kidneys. Thank you for the other organs. Thank you for the liver starting to work again. Thank you for the internal bleeding stopping. Thank you for the infection being on its way out. And in the name of Jesus, we ask for that you would complete what you have started, oh God. We pray for miracle after miracle. We pray we'd go and put on weight. We pray, Lord God, that you would take in good food. We even ask, Lord God, you'd bring healing to his heart. Lord God, we ask you, you'd begin to close that hole up bit by bit. Lord God, just let let that get smaller and smaller. In the name of Jesus, I pray lord god we ask you we ask you together now father we agree and we would ask you for complete healing for that young man we pray we dare to ask you father for complete healing that he would be in great shape Lord God and that he would be able to go home and Lord God that this whole thing would become something that we've spoken about in the past tense that Lord he would be told stories as a child of what he went through and would be himself amazed I pray for that Lord we thank you Lord that the um, medical people have already said we can't explain this and we pray they would say that a few more times Lord we pray Lord that would be said again and again we do dare to ask and believe you for inexplicable amazing miracles In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for hearing our prayer, Lord. And help keep us galvanized in praying this thing right through. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Guys, thanks for coming. I hope it's been helpful, informative, maybe even inspirational, even in some degree. And um, anyone who wasn't here that you know of, I think it's been recorded, so just let them know. It's good for them to stay in the loop. If you've not been keeping updated with... Flynn Riley it probably means that we don't have your proper email address is that right Luke because we're sending it out to everyone that we've got so if you haven't been getting that we've got the wrong email address for you please let let admin or comms know so that you are in the loop if you don't get the weekly update uh, then let admin or comms know because we just tell them your email address and you'll be on there integration what Okay. So weekly update stuff goes to integration or comms. He'll just forward it, okay? So if you can't remember integration or can't spell it, comms is easier. All right, so we just want to keep you guys in the loop because we're in this together and we're fighting together. Amen. Praise God. Safe journey.